Hey guys, and welcome to the Healthy Huddle. We're going to talk all things health-related based on our real-life trial and errors. I'm Peyton, a retired college athlete with a love for holistic nutrition. And I'm Rachel, a creative writer, forever student, and mental health advocate. We may not have all the answers, but we're damn sure going to try. and welcome back to another episode of the healthy huddle we are still long distance gonna be like that for pretty much forever or for the scene future or whatever um but welcome back to another episode we have had a couple of ideas that we've been bouncing back and forth off of each other for a little bit now um and one of the first topics we want to talk about i think is pretty prevalent to a lot of people. Obviously, you know, we're still kind of in this pandemic mode and everyone's still trying to figure out like how to fill their time. We are starting to get back to a little bit more of a normal life, but I do think that hobbies in general and just kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is something that one will always be there. Like you're always going to have to push yourself out of your comfort Mm -hmm. zone and, you know, find things that you enjoy for not only your physical health, but your mental health, your social health, But I think also too, I mean, at least for me, I guess I'll speak from personal experience, um, going through the pandemic and kind of like being forced to like be alone in certain situations and like doing things on your own and not being around people all the time. It really forced me to find other things and like branch out into other hobbies maybe that I maybe would never have gone for or would have needed someone else to go along with me. So yeah, that's kind of how, what we're going to be talking about in this episode is really, yes, hobbies, but also like how to push yourself out of your comfort zone to do said hobby on your own. And actually this really stemmed from Rachel finding this like really amazing, was it like a quote or a meme maybe? Yeah. So uh, if you're familiar with the book Limitless by Jim Quick, uh, I follow him on Instagram and he posted yesterday this quote that says, if you feel inspired, experiment with at least three tries, try something once to get over the fear of it, try it twice to learn it, try it a third time to see if you like it or not. And I just really felt like that was, we had already talked about the discussion of hobbies. And I just felt like that was so relevant to what we wanted to talk about and that really you should try things more than once. You should get out of your comfort zone and just to kind of build off of what Peyton was saying, I think, especially with it being spring, you know, people really are ready to be on the move, looking for things to do. And maybe you are still in a situation where you're stuck at home with your family and you just like need something that's all your own. We just felt like this was a pretty relevant topic to everybody's lives especially too with like a lot of people now are working from home and it's like I mean I don't know but I'm assuming it could possibly be like a permanent thing that they're working from home so I mean think about Mm -hmm. it you wake up you're stuck in the same place essentially the entire day like and I Rachel I know you know that but Uh, (laughs) you're stuck in the same place the entire day. And if maybe, let's say maybe you have a spouse or a roommate who works from home too. So now you're stuck with that same person Mm -hmm. every single day, day in, day out. You, I, I think people overlook the idea of having something that's completely your own. People get scared of doing things on their own. And I, and I get that totally get that. Like it is scary to try things alone, to try things that you've never tried. The idea of failure 
(laughs) We don't like her. But I do think that there is something to be said for having something completely on your own that you can revert back to when you feel like you're being overwhelmed in your certain space or you're always around the Mm -hmm. same people day in and day out. It's also something I think that can be comforting. You know, we've talked a lot about change and transitioning and learning how to pivot. And I think whenever you have hobbies, things that you enjoy, things that, you know, become a stress relief, that can be a sense of comfort at a time when things feel unfamiliar. So like, you know, we've had these, V and I have had these baby groups for the last month. And one of the topics was hobbies after the baby's here. What are things that we want to do separately? What are things that we want to continue to do together? And it forced us to have a conversation so that we can understand that about each other and respect that and make sure that we keep that as a common goal. And I think that's applicable. Like with your move, you're going to be in an unfamiliar area. You know, if there are things that you know that you enjoy and you're able to do them in that area then that provides a sense of comfort and familiarity. I agree. I think like, I'll just speak from personal experience, like always, but finding a hobby or even just trying a hobby on my own has really helped me build confidence. Like it's really Mm -hmm. helped me become self-assured in myself to be like, okay, let me go try this thing. Yes. I'm going to go alone. Yes. I don't know anyone. Yes. I may fail miserably, but who cares? (laughs) Like, I, th- I think you, you work it up so much in your head that really a, when it boils down to it, you're going to be the only person that really cares mm-hmm. because we were talking about this a little bit before, we, before we started recording, but I've seen, and I know Rachel has too, and probably pretty much anyone has a lot of females when they start in the gym, when they start going to a gym are terrified. They stick to the treadmill. They stick to machinery that they know that they'll be able to figure out how to work it. They usually don't go to the free weight section. They're nervous to try a machine that maybe a male is on or a bunch of males are on or other females who look like they know what they're doing. Like I get that it's a scary thing and okay. And I'm not even going to put it to females like males. If you're just starting out in the gym too, I get that that's scary. Completely understand that we both, both Rachel and I have been in that position before. And it's funny because now Fast forward like four or five years now that I've been going to a gym like consistently, obviously, you know, not COVID, but it's funny because if I'm in the middle of my set, say I'm doing like back squat or dumbbell RDLs or Bulgarian split squats, which are the absolute devil the last thing I am thinking about is if you know what you're doing in the gym. Like mm-hmm. I do not care because I'm so focused on trying to do my exercise and making sure I don't fucking pass out and die <laughs> because it's, it's a lot like you're focusing on your own exercise. I think that a lot of people think that, you know, people are judging them and I get that you work it up in your head, but at the same time, like I can't even tell you what going to the gym and working out has done for my mental health, my physical health. It's also like a a social thing. You could meet someone or you could meet your new best friend at the gym. Like, I just think to limit yourself because you're scared that other people are going to see you and be like, oh, you have no idea what you're doing here. That may happen. Okay. Like, I'm just going to be totally honest. There are some assholes out there and that may happen and they may try to, you know, interrupt you or make you feel like you don't belong there. Whatever. 
don't even listen to them. If you're just limiting yourself based off on this preconceived notion that you have in your head that the gym is a scary place because people are going to judge me. I mean, what are you doing? Like you're just hurting yourself. Like you, you don't even know the physical, emotional, mental benefits you could be getting from just pushing Mm -hmm. yourself and just, it boils down to you coming to like an aha moment with yourself and being like, I don't care. I'm self-assured in myself. If I look like I can't figure it out, maybe I'll ask for help. Yeah. And I think just kind of going off of what you're saying, I think a lot of females get intimidated by other females in the gym who clearly are there all the time, know what they're doing. Walk up and ask someone what they're doing. Ask them, you know, what the proper form is. If someone's asking a question, generally, in my experience, people have been open and friendly. They're willing, you know, like I've, I've had guys walk up to me and be like, what muscles are you working right now doing that exercise? You're all there for the same purpose, you know, for your health. And I mean, you know, maybe you all have different goals specifically, but like it is, can also be a friendly environment instead of being intimidated by somebody, you know, use that as encouragement because that person, guess what? Also started somewhere. Everyone has been in that position. And I think that's just true of any hobby. You know, everyone has always like the people who are doing it started, And they are where they are because they started. So if there's something that you're really interested in, I have a friend who loves to rock climb. That's just one of her main forms of exercise, or I mean, at least it was before COVID. I don't know if it still is. I think now she's actually on a kickball team, but maybe she's doing both. I don't know. Anyways, but she never would have discovered that she loves rock climbing if she hadn't tried it you know, and then it became a thing that she was doing several days a week. And I think that's so cool. And that's something that you can do either in a rock climbing facility, or you can learn in scale mountains. That's so cool, but you're never going to get there if you don't start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we just used you know, the gym example, because I feel like it's the most used one and the one that people probably see the most, but I would agree. I think that applies to pretty much any hobby like one yes you're always going to start from ground zero like if you go into it and I am guilty of this because I hate failure I hate it with a passion like I almost I hate to lose more than I like to win that's normally how I would like to say it (laughs) surprise yeah I know right surprise (laughs) and I've noticed that if I go into it thinking, oh, I'm already like, I've got this, whatever. And it's, I mean, yeah, I guess that actually really sounds cocky, but it's more just like, because I just like refuse to fail at the said thing. I don't enjoy it as much because I'm already putting this like crazy amount of pressure on myself to already have it figured out immediately, like boom, boom, boom. But I mean, then you get there and you're like, oh wait, I'm actually at the absolute bottom. Uh, Let me like work myself up. And I think If you go into it with that mindset, like I'm just going to be really open to it all. I'm going to, you know, take advice from people who have been there before. And this is literally with anything. And I'm going to just be open to growing, to learning, to gaining more opportunities, to asking for help. I think you have more of an enjoyment with it because you don't, you're not putting yourself on this like pedestal or whatever that you clearly are not going to be on. Crazy how I hate failure so much, but the, like my mindset going into something like that, I'm already setting myself up for failure. And hobbies don't have to even be like you succeed or you fail at this. Like Peyton, what's one of your, we were just talking about it. What's one of your favorite hobbies? Cause this is not a fail or succeed thing. What is it? Which one? I had the, the second two. one we talked about. Oh, the second one. Thrifting. Yeah. Yes. I love to go thrifting and I will, I'll give my sister a lot of credit on that, but 
Yeah. Rachel's so right. It doesn't have these hobbies don't have to be a succeed or not succeed thing. Sorry that uh, if I made it sound like that, but that's just my natural competitive nature. Well, I think a lot of hobbies are like that, that's you true. know, especially if it's related to, you know, like a physical sport or baking, you know, I say that I don't enjoy baking, but I keep giving it a try and it's, I'm just not the best at it, but I still enjoy it. You know, that's kind of a fail or succeed thing, but I still enjoy it. But thrifting doesn't really fall under that category, but it's something that you love to do. I know. Well, and actually I did, I I did want to touch on this on thrifting just a little bit. And by no means am I like a ultimate thrifter or like do it all the time. I just enjoy it like here and there. I did want to talk about this though, because I had this preconceived notion that you wouldn't really ever find cute things at a thrift store. Like I just thought they were that you go to the thrift store, the Goodwill or whatever for like oversized sleep shirts or like something that you go to bed in, not really something you'd go out in. I was telling Rachel, like I have, I think like four or five pairs of jeans from multiple thrift stores. They're my absolute favorite. I'll take them over the expensive jeans that I have. I'll take them over literally anything and they fit beautifully. Like I just, I love them. They're kind of funky. Like I have some corduroy ones. I have, you know, just some normal ones. I have like a white pair. Like you just have to, I think the moment I changed my mindset to being like open about like, oh, maybe actually let me venture over into the jeans. Let me venture over into the dresses, the tops, the blouses, the skirts. Let me see what they have to offer. And the moment I just kind of like opened my mind to that, I was like, whoa, this stuff is cheap and it's cute. Ah!" (laughs) My preconceived notion about it was it's weird that this came from someone else. My mom says that all the time. Obviously, you wash everything before you ever even put it on. But yes, but I just had this. You know, for the same reason that I like to buy new books and not used books, because I feel like it's dirty, mm-hmm. even if it's not. Yeah. And that's just my preconceived notion. I'm not saying that's how I still feel about things. I just recently really went to a thrift store intentionally for the first time because I'm doing a basket wall in baby girl's room. And so I was looking for specific types of baskets and I was like, gotta go to the thrift store. And I found the most incredible baskets, not just for her wall, but for her room in general, because we're going with the jungle theme and they're kind of jungle booky. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have been missing out on these fun finds all because I thought it was weird to take something that at some point had been in someone else's home, but I drop things off, you know, for donation and I don't feel weird about the things that I drop off, drop off, you know, like I clean them and make sure everything is like washed and stuff. So why would other people not do the same thing? That's my mom. I mean, cause my, me and my sister, we go to the thrift stores and stuff. And my mom always, she's better at it now, but when we first were like starting to go together, my mom was like, this is weird. It comes from someone else. Blah, blah. I'm like, mm, mom, didn't you literally just drop off some clothes two days ago? Like Think, think about it that way. I mean, always wash your stuff, always, you know, make sure it doesn't have stains, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, yeah, I think that the more you have an open mindset with it, and then again, obviously an open mindset with anything for thrifting purposes, you'll find a lot cuter things because you're already like looking in a more broad way. Like you're not so mm-hmm. focused on like, I'm never going to find anything. These things are so ugly, blah, 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 blah. And then if you flip that into like a more hobbies in general, I feel like if you have an open mindset, you just 
tend to enjoy things more and you find the joy in the littler things, I think, rather than being so bogged down about this preconceived notion you had or about being alone doing it and how scared you are about being alone. And it is, it's hard because doing things alone is never fun. But I also think that sometimes it's necessary to do things alone. When I go, I was talking, telling Rachel this, but I really like to go for beach walks or honestly just walks in general. And I think a For the most part, I prefer to do that alone Mm -hmm. because I think it lets me sit with my thoughts a little bit more. It lets me take in nature a little bit more. Maybe I'll put on a podcast and try to get some information or just like a dumb podcast and just listen for the laughs. But I tend to enjoy doing that alone a lot more than I would with someone else because now I'm listening to someone else's thoughts, someone else's problems, someone else's ideas, and I'm focused, like the focus switches to them. So I think sometimes doing something alone is necessary because it allows you to sit with yourself or maybe even challenge yourself in a way that you wouldn't if another person was there, if that makes sense. So I was thinking that it would be fun for us before we get to the huddle up to just kind of share what some of our favorite hobbies are. Dang it. I kind of already (laughs) said mine. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I feel like you have, that's not all like, I mean, I feel like you have other hobbies and things that you do. Yeah. Oh, I have to think about it. You do three things. You go to the gym, you take walks by yourself on the beach and you go thrifting. Those are not the, I mean, those are three great hobbies. It sounds like my, sounds like a dating profile. Okay. So do you want to start with your favorite hobbies then? Yeah. Um, sure. Obviously we know I like to cook. I love being in the kitchen. That is something that's only really developed in the last couple of years. Um, I really, obviously I'm a writer. I enjoy that. You guys know I like working out, but I really love outdoor things. I love hiking. That's definitely one of my top favorite things to do. I enjoy, like, I'm not really doing the gardening this year. I'm doing more of like the watering, but I definitely enjoy really naturey sorts of things. V and I are working on basically like getting camping stuff together, like slowly accumulating things because we both enjoy camping and just being outdoors. At one point I used to water ski. I loved water skiing. I, for personal reasons, can't really get in bodies of water anymore. Thanks uh, being a female, but (laughs) if I could, I would probably still try to do that because I just really loved water skiing. I did give wakeboarding a try. They're different. Oh, this is something new Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing. So I told my mom, I come from a family of like sewers and quilters and all that jazz. And I told my mom that I had an interest in learning how to sew. Well, my uncle who just passed away had a sewing machine. He was it was literally like him, my mom and my brother who were all into that in my family. So they gave my mom his sewing machine because no one else would use it. And she was like, I already have one. Do you want it? So when she comes to help with the baby, she's bringing his sewing machine. I am going to try to learn how to use it. Like, I think it'd be, my mom always made my costumes. And so I feel like it'd be really fun to learn how to make, if you get simple patterns and stuff, how to make some clothes for her or maybe give it a try to make her costumes. So we're really trying to do a lot of DIY stuff. That's kind of where V and I are headed with just our family in general is trying to do things ourselves. 
Yeah, I think uh, DIY things are very, like a, a lot of people, those are their hobbies they tend to gravitate towards are like DIY things. That's the kind of, I really enjoy hands-on like doing things. And there are a lot of times where I look at something and I'm like, oh, I can do that. Or I see something like in a restaurant, like, you know, a picture and I'm like, oh, I can make that at home. Mm -hmm. So I have a very DIY kind of mentality, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, last year, like in quarantine, we tie dyed a bunch of shirts and a bunch of stuff and it's just fun. It's like, I grew up doing, um, stuff like that with my cousins and the little thing. I don't even know if anyone remembers this, but you would like put the little beads on and then you iron it and it would turn into like the shape or whatever. I don't even know if people have that, but my aunt was like a DIY queen. So we always would do things like that when we went to her house and those are definitely great hobbies to have. And we did the DIY wine and design. Oh yeah. That was a lot of fun. We had that no direction fun. other than the picture. Uh-huh. That was fun. Yeah. But th- those, I think DIY hobbies are a little easier to do alone. I think like, you know, going to the gym, you guys know, like I love playing soccer. Like I was on a soccer team back in North Carolina, back in Raleigh last year before COVID and I mean, I knew we had like our other previous roommate on the team. She was on the team with me too, but there were times where I'd like have to go alone or like show up alone. It was like Mm -hmm. so nerve wracking, but then it ends up being so much fun. And then by the time that they had to shut it down because of COVID, I was so pissed off because I was like, what the heck? We're in like our stride right now, people. Like we were going to the championship and everything (laughs) on the team was super cool. And I feel like I was just getting to know them and got shut down, whatever, but Yeah, I think um, outdoor type hobbies like hiking, going for walks on the beach, walking in general, those are great hobbies to do to just kind of have something for yourself. And also it's great for you if you're having a lot of things going up on in your head and you're having like a very stressful day or anything like that. I think that those are also really good tools to use. All right, guys. So we are here at the end of the episode. So you know what that means. It's time for... The huddle up. So I feel like a lot of these are pretty self-explanatory, but we're just going to dive right in. Number one, we've got be a yes person. Basically get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. Even if you're afraid, if you're nervous, go ahead and say yes and give it a try because you never know what you're going to enjoy. Be a yes person. We had a whole episode about that. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's a bad thing, but most of the time, if you want to try something new, be a yes person. All right. Two, try it more than once. That goes back to the um, quote that Rachel had talked about from Jim Quick before, like in the very beginning of this episode. But I think that's such a vital thing that a lot of people skip over because they try it once, they hate it for whatever reason, and then they never go back. But you're not taking into account all the other factors that possibly could have played into effect as to why you hated it. So I think trying it more than once, trying it one, two, three, four times even just to really sit in with yourself and be like, okay, do I actually really not like this? Or did I just have a bad experience the first time? I think that's super crucial to knowing not only yourself and what you like, but also to know if you're pushing yourself enough and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone enough. Number three, it's okay if it's not for you. Don't force it just because your friends and family like it. I'm going to give the example of football. All of my friends and family, I feel like love football. I hate it. 
can't force it. I've given it a try. I've gone just, I grew up going to games. I've watched so many games. It's not my thing. So I excuse myself and that's okay. You don't have to like everything that the people who are close to you in your life likes. Just like they don't have to like what you do. It's okay. You give it a try. You try it more than once. You're like, no, not for me. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. It definitely goes both ways. But yeah, I think just knowing just because they like football doesn't mean I have to. <laughs> it's a very, again, I think that goes back to, you know, being self-assured and being like, it's okay for me to say, Hey, I don't like this, you know? Yeah. And the people in your life aren't going to care, you know, if they're yeah, really, I, <laughs> I mean, personally, I love football and I love watching football, but if Rachel hates it, I don't care. And nor do I expect you to like it just because it's on or because other people like it. Also, if they don't like it, it's probably better if they're not around for it because I'm miserable to be around when football is on. Cause I'm like, this shit is so stupid. Sorry. I know it's the American sport, uh, but I just am miserable to be around because I hate it so much. So also accept if your friends don't like what you do. All right. Number four, don't be afraid to try something alone. That was basically what we talked about in this entire episode um, (laughs) and how we know it is very scary to try things alone, be it going to the gym for the first time alone, trying a team sport and you don't know anyone on the team, going hiking alone, be safe with that one, Um, going to the thrift store alone, going for a long walk alone. Like I understand that we're humans and naturally we want human connection. We crave it. We want to have someone in our corner with us. But at the same time, sometimes you need to do it alone and you need to push yourself to do it alone because you may need it. You need it to sit with your thoughts. You need it to evaluate where you're at with your life. There are a lot of things that being alone is beneficial for. And I think that we limit ourselves with that sometimes just because purely we're scared. Number five, don't work it up to be more in your head than it actually is. And I think Peyton really touched on this a lot whenever she was talking about going to the gym by yourself, you know, don't just decide what the experience is going to be before you get there. Don't assume people are going to judge you or whatever, like give it a try, see how it goes. And like we said earlier, if it didn't go how you wanted, or, you know, maybe it was weird, give it another try, let it be what it is and present itself to you as what it is rather than just assuming, you know, oh, this is going to be a bad experience or, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed. Try to figure out how to go with the flow a little bit. I think if you build it up in your head being like, oh, this is going to be a bad experience. It's going to be awful. Then it's going to probably be a bad experience. It's probably going to be awful because you've already determined that in your head before you've even given it a try. If you go on with an open mind, you know, maybe you're going to find something you like a little bit more. You're going to have a better experience. So I think definitely the whole, and I mean, as humans, we're very guilty of this, of building things up in our head. Ah, That's called anxiety. Hello. Welcome to it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that is like one of the biggest ones that has been really helpful for me is just, you know, not, not having a preconceived notion and going in with an open mind. If it's something I'm doing alone or something new I'm trying. So yeah, that's a really good one. Small business spotlight. Yeah, I was gonna say before we ski daddle, <laughs> uh, let's talk about Nikki. Oh yay! So, <laughs> so just a little bit about her. 
She is a wife of 17 years to Jared, and she is a mom to three amazing teenagers. Uh, just a couple of fun facts. She loves, oh, thrift shopping. Ah! <laughs> she loves hey. big earrings and bangle bracelets. So very appropriate for today's episode. So she is a two-time author. She is a host of the podcast Courage Collective. She's a speaker and a nonprofit founder of Redefined Courage. And Redefined Courage is really what we're talking about today. So a little bit about it. She is, like I said, the co-founder of the nonprofit Redefined Courage, along with her husband, Jared. So they gift hope to women nationwide. Hope is a post-op shirt that she designed and created for her late mother to feel beautiful in, but she continues to do this work for the many women that have had to have breast surgeries and come home with uncomfortable dreams. Her main goal is to make women feel loved, seen, and thought about while going through breast cancer. So this is uh, just such a beautiful nonprofit purpose. We absolutely love to be supporting this and, you know, share this information with people. So if you know someone who is going through this difficult time, definitely go and check them out. Just go and check them out and give them some support. And you can find them on Instagram at redefined courage. And guess what? Facebook at redefined courage. So definitely go check them out. Give them some love. All right, guys, thank you so, so, so much for tuning in to another episode of The Healthy Huddle. If you like what we had to say and it resonated with you a little bit, um, or you just really enjoyed listening to our conversations, please make sure to go like, share, and subscribe to all podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, so many more. And also make sure to follow us at the underscore healthy huddle on Instagram. And we will see you next week. Bye. probably forever I know I the moment I started saying I was like why would I say that again because that's exactly how it's gonna be like yeah yeah let me start over do we want to do the um end thingy hold on one second Leia she's licking her ass and I feel like you might be able to hear it oh god (laughs) well she's having some digestive issues what's new (laughs) literally